The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the book. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Gas Man. Get, 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 get a lick of this loving. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie woogie on your brain. Hate on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded. Not me. And my grandmother said to this woman... We're going to do that gas thing? Yeah, we're going to do the gas thing. Laugh out loud.
That's tired, tired of waiting from Peter Holden, who's a great musician out in Northern California and a good friend of mine. That's brand new music from him as well, which will be on his next album, which I'm looking forward to. And uh, if you aren't aware of him anyway, The Athens and Other Stories is his current album that's out. And you can find that on uh, iTunes and all that fun stuff. Peter Holden, thank you so much for that. Uh, breaking the m- new music here on uh, Going Global with Gas. Man. There he is. What's up, Matt? How you doing? What's up, buddy? Happy Saturday. Uh, happy Saturday, man. Yeah, speaking of tired of waiting, a well, whole week, now we're back again. So we have to catch up on the whole week. We have a guest in the studio. I'm excited. I know. We have a legendary band we do member from a legendary band from arizona right in the studio with us i can't wait yes it's gonna be fun and uh, we're gonna get caught up on uh, the week as well and uh last night by the way i went to go see the cult okay how'd that go uh, it was great uh, i didn't realize that i was actually entering bike week I, I t- <laughs> cycle mesa right <laughs> it was over at uh, wild horse pass out in, oh. in chandler and so i get there and i walk through the casino and i'm asking the guy go where's the concert at and he goes which concert? I'm like, oh wow, we must be there. Must be a few going on. I don't even know. And he goes, and I, I tell him it's the cult. He goes, oh, that's outside. I'm like, oh, okay. So I figure they have something going outside, and sure enough, it's it's Bike Week. So I'm like, all, all into this, uh, you know, this this mass culture of something that's is uh, new to me to a certain degree. You know? Yeah, we were actually fortunate as far as being on the east side out here in uh, Arizona, which for those who are unaware, we call the east side of the valley versus you know the west side, Glendale area. Right. Black Bottom Lighter was actually out on our side. We have them coming on in a couple weeks, so nice. I, they were good. Uh, they were yeah. out there jamming. And I actually ha- I got a CD, which uh, you know I was going to bring in, like cause I thought the theme of the show based on the, the guests we have in today. Right. I got a CD from a band called Sanitation Squad. Nice. They're like a metal <laughs> band. Their CD release right. party was last night. And they were hanging out at my studio, but I totally forgot it. So if you're listening, I'm sorry. We'll play it next week. Dude, you dropped the ball, man. Yeah, I know. I need like a sound effect for that. Right. Um, anyway, so last night over at the cult, and it was it was really strange, you know, because you know people like to pull the phones out in the crowd and everything, and we were kind of close up to the stage and. I, I swear, at one point, there were like seven cameras all around us. <laughs> Everyone with their hands high up in the air, too. And right in front of Ian Asbury right there, right in fr- I couldn't see him. <laughs> his, his hand was up, his phone was up, and I'm like, dude, you're blocking the lead singer, man. So I yelled at him. I go, put your phone down, and nothing. And I yelled again, put your phone down, and nothing. I'm like, oh, this guy's just not, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. It's not, you know, I'll just move over to the side, whatever. And then this girl I was with, and uh, he was watching, and then a little bit later on, again, the arms went up with the phones, and their elbows were in the way. And so I just said to him, I go, dude, put your elbow down. <laughs> and he finally looked over, and he just moved the phone over. I mean, what are you holding a phone for the whole song for? You're never going to go back and watch it. That's not true. It is true. No, it's not. I got tons of No one's going to watch it. Yeah, I got tons of full videos on my phones from bands I watch all the time. You, what's well, from, from uh, <laughs> wait, wait. From concerts you've seen, yeah, there? dude. I go to, look. I've got like ex- I've got like three or four songs from <laughs> nah. the Expendables last concert on the marquee sitting right? on my phone, and I will watch that all the time. Or you can upload it to Facebook, and then you delete it, so then you can have access to it. So I, I can sympathize with that interesting uh, music, uh, that fan that wanted right. to review. But at the same time, like you know, obviously, if someone's saying, "Hey, get the hell out of my way," then get the hell out of the way. I'm, I'm guessing uh, you're like one like in a billion that do that. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it got me ahead linking up with bands. That's how I went out in well, the scene. Okay, it's a little bit different because you're in, in a different side of the music scene. Okay. So using that and stuff like that. But like a regular fan, I mean, you know, do you take the photos? of The the photos are different, but if you're sitting there watching the whole video, it's going to come out all crappy. It's all going to come out all... 
Yeah, but if, if if it's a main band that only comes through, let's say once every it. blue moon, you're not gonna watch it. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch it. I'll <laughs> make you watch you, it on the break. You're not gonna watch it. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, you got Big Brother in a couple weeks, don't you? I have Big Brother in two weeks. I'm trying out for. And uh, again, explain that for me. <laughs> okay, so Big Brother reality TV show, right? House guests, you vote off someone every week. Well, you were talking about like having to practice in a closet by yourself. <laughs> what, I, what I was saying is I wanted to like mentally prepare myself to be able to count minutes because there's no clocks in that house, obviously. And at the same time, you know, certain punishments require you to be in solitary confinement. So right. just trying to mentally prepare yourself to be in a room for 24 hours with nothing and all you have is your thoughts. So I've been like, you know, meditating and like trying to like get an inner clock built. You don't need a closet for that, Matt. It's the only small space <laughs> I have, man. It's got to be like dark. It's got to be like solitary. All right, let's let's play a tune and come back with our guest. How about that? That sounds good. All right, here's Mergence. It's a band from here in the valley of Phoenix, Arizona, and they have a really cool video that goes along with this. Uh, it's called White Bark, and you can hear it right here on uh, Going Global with Gas. Man.
song called White Bark from Mergence here on Going Global with Gas. Man. With uh, Matt the Intern hanging out with me. Are you just Matt the Intern? What, do we, what should we call you? Should we be new? Because, you know, for the radio show, you're Matt the Intern, and that's the show that's on 93.9 FM, KWSS, every Monday through Friday from 5 to 8 p.m. Cheap plug. Um, cheap plug. Here's another cheap plug. I'm not on that show anymore. You don't, you don't ever let me do it. You keep well, you're always welcome, and the thing is, you know, sometimes our, you're busy. You've got a band to be in, man. And, you know, when you can do it and help out, you can. Well, I'm here, so right, we'll, exactly. I'll be Matt the Intern here. Matt the Intern. All right. All right. All right. Going on Big Brother. That's right. Sleeping in a closet by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Doing something, right? Let's Stud- move on. You're studying. Can we bring on our guest? <laughs> yes, let's do, man. I, I'm excited. Um, I've seen him a few times here in the Valley, and they are just legends in Phoenix, Arizona. Been around for quite some time. I, we're going to let him tell us. Prophet from St. Madness is with us here. And uh, what's happening, man? How's it going? Good. Thank you for inviting me on here. Dude, you're so most welcome to be on here. I'm excited to chat with you and get to know what you're all about and uh, get to uh, spread... St. Madness Love. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I, uh, we were, uh, I was looking at some of the song titles just to give a little idea of uh, what we're going to get into here on Going Global with Gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is like l- lately we've been having a run of reggae music. You know, reggae this is rock like that, and, only different. Right, exactly. The slightly different uh, titles as well. You have uh, Evil Me, I Cut Myself, Head, <laughs> Sexual Abuse, Rage... I mean, we can kind of sense this, uh, yeah, the the theme. Thank you. You know what, though? (laughs) I do love reggae music. Um, I love, I'm one of these weird people that I love all types of music because it's all art to me. And when I was growing up, I wasn't necessarily like that. You know, I had my my favorite choices and whatever. But as I've gotten older and and being a songwriter, I can learn something from everybody. So the the cool thing about being in St. Madness is, if next week we happen to write a crazy reggae song, we'll put it on an album. We we never worry about being put in any small box like the whole album has to be thrash metal or, or anything else. We put tons of variety on our albums because we just write what inspires us. So right. if we write a country song, we write a country song, you know, but but our backbone is always metal. Right. And that's always been since setting out for what you guys and when when did you guys get uh, started? In early 1993, and uh, basically I I had an ad running. I I had been with a band uh, that was pretty well known here called Blitzen for a few years, and and we parted ways, so I ran an ad in the New Times. I was looking for a band, and I got called uh, by this guy, and he's like, hey, you know, we're not really, we're really not ready for a singer at this point, but I I know about you and Blitzen, and would you come down and just check us out? So I did, and... I instantly was like the 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 drummer and one of the guitar players um, just blew me away. So they asked me to join the group, and I said okay. And originally we called the band Bloody Murder. And about a month later, we're looking at each other, and we're like, you know, we're just not really feeling that. So uh, I said, well, what about the name Crown of Thorns? And everybody liked it, so we instantly became Crown of Thorns, and. Um, we were like that for four years, and in August of 97, we found out that there was a religious rock band in New Jersey that had actually trademarked the name Crown of Thorns back really? in 1991, 
two years before we ever started using it. So, so how, how did that get? How, how would they? Did you get like a cease and assist on it? No, Marge. Marge <laughs> is real savvy with searches and computers and all, and she found them. Okay. And you know, once somebody trademarks something, you really can't fight it. Sure. You know, you let it go. Um, find something else. But the album we had out at the time was called "The Spiritual Visions of Saint Madness" by Crown of Thorns. So I went to the band and I said, "Look, you know." Changing your band name is a big deal because if your fans decide they don't like it, maybe – I know they might love your music and stuff, but if people are funny. If they don't like your, your name or whatever you change to – so I said, you know what? The people who like Crown of Thorns are already used to seeing the name St. Madness because that's on the title of our current album. Right. So we did a, a search with an attorney and found there were no others, and we bought the trademark immediately in August of 97. That's really cool. That's interesting. Let's introduce uh, Margie. Margie Johnson, get close to that microphone. Hi. Hey, what's up? You can get closer. If you closer, like. Margie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to introduce Happy oh, Evil yeah, as yeah. well. Margie has going? a very sexy voice, by the way. <laughs> it's yeah, it's nice. Uh, I want to ask you. You know, when you first started uh, as you know the first name, um, Crown of Thorns. You know, this was a time when metal was kind of. Entering a different phase, right? When of course grunge was popping out, right. so metal went a little bit. You know, I don't know what direction. So what was that? Wow. Okay, like? wow. so here's the deal, right? Um, that's true. Metal was suffering, but if it wasn't for that alternative movement, we wouldn't be what we are today. Because the whole reason that Saint Madness wears face paint and is uh, very theatrical was because in the '80s, uh, Arizona was a metal mecca. People came here from all over the world to play in this scene because it was so good. The messenger. And then, right. And then, and then the, in the early 90s, it started to die away. And, and it was really weird because one day, everybody's like, long live metal. And it seemed like a week later, they're making fun of metal. Hmm. And, then, and then you had a lot of metal bands that got scared and suddenly they're all wearing plaid and they're doing kind of alternate light, you know, kind of right. music. And I... And I and, I got just pissed off at that. You know, I was like, are you kidding me? This is Phoenix, Arizona. This is one of the best metal capitals on the planet. I agree with you. And I, and I grew up in Los Angeles area, and we had KNEC. Yeah. Uh, I'm from, I was born in Glendale. Okay, so you're familiar yeah. with that station. KMET. I mean, that, yeah, KMET. Yeah. Right, oh, all yeah. those stations were all rock and metal. I mean, it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, when I have uh, moved out here to Phoenix, I moved out here in 97, actually, the year you became St. Madness. Okay. And it, it was, uh, I, I knew that this was a metal city. I knew it. I just knew it. And I, I, I used to live in El Paso, or worked in El Paso, which yeah. is a metal city. So I did something maybe about the southern cities towards the border of Mexico Florida. that turn oh, a little yeah. bit more metal than they do more you know, north of uh, everything else. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing what it is. But you know, when, you see, when you think about that metal scene where b- before it got popular, it was kind of like sacred. And then it became popular, and then it just – like. Every, that kind of faded away. And then it went back to the people who kept it sacred as opposed right. to those who didn't. And, you know? and so what I would say is one day Marge and I are out shopping. And um, we were slated to play a show for then. It was called Music Voice Magazine uh, Live and Kicking. And we had tried to get on that show for a long time. And he finally said, yes, I want you on it. So I said, you know what, Marge? This show I'm going to wear face paint. And I said, I don't care what the rest of the guys do, but I'm doing it. I, I got to do something different. I was so frustrated inside myself. I knew we had good music, but it just wasn't really getting across. Right. And, and I wanted to go heavier and darker and more theatrical because so many people were jumping off the metal bandwagon. I wanted to stick out like a sore thumb. I wanted to be the band that you could 
uh, not noticed. You, you'd have to notice right. this. So I go to the band, and I'm like, you know, you guys, I've got to do something different, and I'm going to wear face paint next show. Luckily, our then bass player, Randy Axe, said, well, if you're going to do it, we better do it, or we'll look <laughs> stupid. Oh, really? And thus it was born. And, it, and here's what's, what's funny and sad at the, t- at the same time. When we changed uh, to the face paint... We instantly started headlining on weekends every every place we ever wanted to. The music was no different Same than we were playing two but months you're earlier. Bringing a Same show people. now, right now, when we were, you know, because for like two years we headlined every awful spot you could. You know, <laughs> Tuesday night at the Jar at midnight. Right. You know, and and we just paid our dues. We just right. did whatever we had to do. Once we added a show to the exact same music, then we're playing everywhere on weekends headlining. It's Prophet St. Madness uh, hanging out with us here on the program, and uh, we are hanging out with you until uh, 3 o'clock at least, uh, Pacific time, here on voiceamerica.com. It's the Variety Channel going global with gas. Man. There he is, Matt. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk about concerts. I want to talk about uh, you know the, 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 the look that you acquired once you started bringing up the, the painting and, every, and everyone else joining in. We saw it as war paint right, okay. against the alternative movement. Right, that right. was exactly why we did it. Right. It, it, it. And it's funny because there was one major metal band that I can think of that flourished all through the alternative movement, and that was Pantera. They actually got bigger during the time when all the other metal was kind of fallen by right. the wayside. The trend I, is dead. You know, well, and I thank God for Pantera and Ozfest. Yep. Both those things <laughs> in the alive, 90s right? kept it alive. Right. Well, we were another one of those bands that suddenly in the worst time for metal, we were doing really good. Everybody needs metal. I think there's, you know, you talk about reggae, you know, we talk about having bands on this program. And I love reggae and I, I love all styles of music. I really do. Um, no, the exception of certain things, but uh, I won't get into that. <laughs> I mean, we all have our, you know, you know exactly. <laughs> Unless I got a, like a glass of orange juice on me and a... And a night stick or glow stick, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much what I was sustain that stuff. Um, well, it's like that guy cook commercial with the pig, boots and pants, boots and pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I totally lost my train of thought. Let's play some music. I want to hear you guys. We're going to play Arizona. Right cool. on. And that'll start us off. And then we're going to play some more music from St. Madness as the show continues on. Um, I guess we'll talk about this when, it, when we come back. So it's pretty much self explanatory, I'd imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's a way of giving back to a place that I love so much. Right on. Well, let's jam it right now here on uh, Going Global with Gas. Man. Majestic in the sky The spirit will make you love The red rocks bathed in blood And the land where so many warriors have died Oh, Like the Phoenix, you're so 
of the sun But it's a place we're proud to call home The sun sets every night Watching canvases go by Each painted by the great spirit's hands Oh,
God, Lord, had the plan To infiltrate the religions of man He got his demons inside To show the world he's still alive Festering like a disease They began to rot the house of peace Standing at the altar's feast With hungry eyes that bleed Don't look back now There's vampires in the church Don't look back now There's vampires in the church Bloodsuckers always suck in blood Souls ground up in the demon sludge I can't from the inside Eating away till everything dies He knows that his time is short so he devises master feet Force the church into court By turning devils into priests Don't look back now There's vampires in the church Don't look back now There's vampires in the church You better run now For all your work He wants them all. He wants. 
Vampires in the Church, and that's St. Madness from the self-titled album. Yes, that came out in 2006. Yeah, man, that's really cool. I, you know, I, I, I like that sound. You know, For me, it's, it's something that it just it kind of retains of what metal started, in a sense. But yeah, you're, you know, you're adding your own flair to it, you're adding your own mm. style to it. But uh, I think it's holding root to what is being at the core of, of metal music. Yeah, we, we've always kept things uh, a bit classic, in that sense, and then we just add a bunch of modern influences. Right. And like I said, if I go to a concert and I see a band, you know, that is doing something a little bit new that I like or whatever, I'll I'll throw a little bit of that in a song on the next record. I just, I believe I can learn something good from everybody, and um, I just, I I, I never want to be closed-minded musically. Sure, I don't think you should. I mean, I think it it opens up for for different sounds that you might get to later on, you well, know. Well, that's, that's, that's the point. The, that's it, the point, right. You hold yourself back right, uh, right. if you're closed-minded. Do you have any uh, people when you came out with, you know, titles like we mentioned and <laughs> Vampires in the Church? There's always a message behind, you know, the songs that he puts out. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, do you get the people who are, you know, they think you're devil worshipers or yes. something like that, yeah? When we first came out, uh, in fact, there was, uh, there was uh, animals that were butchered here in town somewhere. And people were asking us if our band did it. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But but that means we did our job because you can't be a shock metal band if you don't shock anybody. Sure, all right. You know what I mean? Sure, man. And and you can't uh, metal and controversy have to go hand in hand because metal was the original alternative to all the crap you heard on the the, the big radio stations that played all the commercial shit. Right. Metal was that first alternative to that kind of stuff. And metal always had a bit of danger in it, you know? And and somewhere, even in parts of the 80s or whatever, I was looking at them like, where's the danger anymore? Now, a band like Guns N' Roses, they had the danger in there, you know? Metallica had that Slayer, but... Megadeth. Motorhead. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you, you got to have some danger in aggressive music like that. And I think as long as kids are angry or people are angry, I think right. heavy music will never die. You know, there's a release that I get, and I listen, like I said, I listen to all types of music, um, just from what I do on the radio, I'm just in, in, exposed to different genres and styles, and this is now, but my root has always been heavy metal, mm-hmm. and there's really nothing that I've come across that actually comes close to what, for me, heavy metal can supply. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's how I felt as growing up as a kid, you know, hip-hop was really big, and, right. you know, Eminem and ICP, and, you know, there was this huge war, sure. and, and everybody thought it was really cool, and I used to love, you know, hip-hop, and when I was a little, little kid, my dad got me into stuff like Cheap Trick, and what is it, TNT, and... and everything. Everything, yeah. I mean, Every and then it went metal. from that to Marilyn Manson, the right. White Zombie, to Pantera. What was it that, like, struck a chord with you? What was that, like, was it a certain band, or... Uh, it would have to be a mix between uh, Panther and White Zombie because okay. the shows that they had. Yeah, they toured I mean, together. And just yeah. the shows that they had. I, I mean, White Zombie. 
Yeah. <laughs> a boot I was, like the, I, I saw them. Yeah. yeah. I saw them in El Paso. Compton, well, I saw them at Compton Terrace here. Yeah. But I found a video of the next night when they played in California. Yeah. And it's both sets, complete sets in a row. No way. And I actually sent, I burned a copy of it on DVD. And, and it's good quality, to, too. I, I sent it to Rita Haney. Which is Dimebag's old lady. Yeah, we right. actually got to hang out with Zach Wilde and Rita personally. And, oh, that's way cool. And I mean, it was it was so surreal for me because sure. you know seeing him on TV and then seeing him from afar and right. then actually getting to hug the guy. Yeah, you know, Zach was, Wilde was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never really met him, but uh, I've seen Pantera a number of times. He and, grabbed Josh and hugged him twice, and yeah. Josh told him he was learning how to play guitar. Yes, yeah, right. it was and, cool. Uh, but it, but what was really haunting about that night was Rita took about twenty minutes uh, with me and Josh. To tell us how everything went down the night that Dime died because right. she was at home and she got a call from Vinny. Um, I guess what happened was when the shooting started, the, some of the crew guys grabbed Vinny, pulled him off the riser, and there was like a kitchen area somewhere nearby. They had him in there hiding under one of those metal-type tables. And he called Rita and he said, Rita, I just saw someone shoot Dime several times. And, and she's like, don't fuck with me, Vinny. You know, and he said, I'm not. And she said that she could hear the terror in his voice. And yeah. then she started hearing gunshots in the background. Wow. And it was just so, so surreal. She got like, real emotional, too. And of course. Yeah, it, it touched us. I mean, because when we met her, it was March of 05. So it was only a few months since Dime was murdered. I saw him with Damage Plan yeah. a few months before it happened. Yeah, you know, we saw that tour. I mean, it's it's yeah, something like that is horrible. And you think about concerts, like how how can going to a con how can this happen at a concert? Well, I, I mean, I can understand if it was like a Justin Bieber thing. Or, I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know, I, I I'll tell you why I think. Over the years, St. Madness has been around twenty one years, and you can imagine we've had um, a large alumni of people over the years. But when I have arguments or disagreements with band members. I never take it public, ever. Because you have fans, right. and some of some people out there are psychos. Yeah. And when with, with some bands, the breakup is so awful. And like what's going on with Kiss right now, all the crap they're saying about each other. As a fan of their band, just I don't want to hear about their little bullshit fights. Right. You know? That should be private. Sure. And with Pantero, right before Dime was killed, Phil did a, a couple of interviews where he said some really horrible things, right. and, and, and he said later that, well, I actually said it when it was supposed to be off the record, but look, when you're talking to a journalist, anything you say is fair game. And so, so the nutbag who heard it, Nathan Gale or whatever, decides he's going to kill Dimebag. Well, that's why you don't do that. I mean, don't I, I don't even laundry. like it when couples are divorcing and they go public, and they want to ah, screw him, screw her. Right. I don't care about your little stupid fights, you know? I love bands for their music, and I just think to keep it business-wise, it should be that should be kind of kept aside and let the fans enjoy right. what they enjoy about your band and don't destroy it. Well, I always believe you have to protect the entity of St. Madness, which is kind of my job, even sometimes even sometimes against its own members. Right. You know, because sometimes passions interrupt common sense, you know, or rational thought or whatever. Well, sometimes you got to think as a band, and not. As a man, that's right. You know, yeah. sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have to put the the greater good, sure. you know, to the yeah. to the forefront. You put the ego aside and, and swallow, uh, uh, swallow right. whatever it is you got to choke it's down hard to, do, to though, get past it. You know, being in music alone, you're being in a, a business of ego, right? Of course. So that's hard to do, but right. but I th I just think it's important to be adults about it. Uh, you can hate each other's guts, but 
you know, your fans who love your music, you know whether they're on your side or the other guy's side, they don't want to hear about they your They just want to love your music. You know what, I, mean, I was just thinking, like, over, over time, I think that discussion always happens, and you always find out, like, why can't you just act like an adult? We always say that, and yet... It, I think every generation is still going to never people, learn it. Yeah, that's same, <laughs> well, that's same exact thing. I mean, some people are going to get it, but I don't think a lot of people are going to get it. And, right. And but the the a lot of people that aren't going to get it need to start being aware of what it is, and so they can get on board because well, they're the ones kind of cock blocking everything. And I've had you know big disagreements with former band members at different times, and. One of the reasons I would never go public with that is because I recognize that the, that those people, the uh, former band members, they have their own bunch of fans. Why should I ruin that for them? Right. This is between me and him. Right. Or Musicians have a personality. Bands yeah. are marriages. They're it's strange, man. I mean, you know, you know you've 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 seen a, a change in social media here, and, you know, from the way you start, and now you see on online people bashing, you know, of posts and comments and. This and that, and you know, you see it on public, and it's like, well, wow. And usually, tend to, I usually tend to stay away from those kind of things. Mm. I see it in music. I see it in comedy. Uh, it's everywhere. I mean, it's just, it's just. Well, some comedy, kind of, comedy is about being nasty. That's why it's funny. You're always making fun of somebody and making them look like a tool. If it's done and that way. If it's done <laughs> you know that way. I mean? But sometimes it's also vindictive stuff. Uh-huh. I, one you of know. my favorite comics is Bill Murray. People. You know, but. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever want to hang out with Bill Murray because that style of comedy is always sarcastic. It's funny as hell. Right. But I couldn't imagine hanging out with somebody Being like that all the time. Being the target of it all the time. Right. You know? right. <laughs> well, did you ever hear uh, Jim Brewer when he was talking about Slayer? He said, it's the only time I feared my own race. And my wife disappeared, and I haven't seen her since. Well, he said it because he went to a Slayer concert when he saw the pit open up. He was scared to death. <laughs> yes, I've seen Slayer. Um, oh was, yeah, we have too. Yeah. Many times, scariest yeah. pits ever. Yep. You know, I, uh, one of the ones uh, when I was in El Paso, and we we're like a stone's throw from the from the border, and uh, which is Juarez, and we were uh, watching. Uh, it was Prong, Sepultura, and the Pantera. I was there. Oh, nice. yeah. Here, I was that there. Same here. tour here. Yeah, that was that one, and that was one of the most scariest pits I've ever seen. Pantera um, pits were pretty... The, big circle <laughs> the biggest? Yeah, on. man. But, like, one that was... You just don't want to be anywhere near it and stuff like that. But I, if you are going to be near it, the best place to be it is if you're face to it. If you're facing... You don't never want to be back on it. You got to see it coming. Yeah, you got to see it coming. Yeah. Maybe, like, one or two people deep is better. <laughs> you know, you want to be that first person out. in, in yeah. row. That was Megadeth concert. She was... She got stuck right... Because it opened up it right next up to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't We all mind. went flying and... I've been... <laughs> <laughs> to say that I've really been in one and, and traveled around one, I could say maybe I have done it once in my life, but it's not something I enjoy doing when I'm at a concert. I had a cool experience when I saw Slipknot uh, when they just came here. Uh, wh- wh- how long ago was that? It's been at least a couple of years. Yeah, and uh, Sid Wilson actually climbed up on one of the, uh, it was like a... The snack bar. A k- a kiosk or whatever. Yeah, those snack bars it. up the hill. And, and he fucking called it everybody to the front, you know, and we all ran up there and there's security all over the place and cops started running up and he just jumped on us. He, he ran, yeah, it was so you're cool. familiar with yeah. Chin Pavilion, Desert Sky, whatever. Yes. He ran from the stage all the way around to the, to the, the lawn to the center snack bar at the top, climbed the thing, and then stood there and went like this. He waved his arms for the crowd to like, get yeah, together. And, and he just dove off it and let everybody catch him. No it was way. the coolest thing ever. Wow. And then he ran all the way back to the... I'm an old man. I can't even picture running <laughs> a 30-yard dash. 
But this guy was, it was so amazing. And Josh actually got to pat him or something. I don't yeah. know. It was, it was a big was moment. So exciting. It was like life. being a 12 year old kid again, you know? That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, I always like watching, you know, them, you know, the singers doing something special like that and being different and, you know, putting a show on, you know, like you're talking about, man. And uh, St. Madness, you guys. You have a you have an image to yourselves. It's not just the face painting, man. It's uh, it's the the long coats. It's the cowboy hats. It's uh, and our number one goal is to entertain people. Right. It's not to uh, try to be a rock star. Right. There's a very um, it, it's totally different way of thinking. An, an entertainer is a servant, like kind of like a cook is. A cook serves you food. You go. You want good food. He makes you good food. We make you good metal. And our job is just to make sure that whoever's in the audience has a good time because they could spend their money to go to any other show. My job is I want to make sure everybody who walks out of there feels like they got their money's worth or more than their money's worth. Yeah, you know, and we can uh, talk about that too, is about the, the, the local scene, uh, what you've seen in the past 20 years, and uh, I'm sure you've seen, you've seen a lot on, on bands hustling for themselves. And how different is it from back when you started hustling for yourselves and, you know... It's, Compared to what it is like today, are you seeing bands working as hard or less as hard? I think they're working less as hard because you have the internet now, where before you had to drive all over with your you posters right. and flyers. Flyering. The dreaded and things flyering. Like that. But, but, <laughs> but, why, but why stop that, though? I mean, you know what I mean? Is that right. just something why that. Why stop it? Is that something that just. You know what I mean? It's, they just figure it doesn't pay off. You know, I, I mean, back in the day, you'd go to Desert Sky to see a concert and you'd have a stack of 2,000 flyers. You'd be handing them out, right. right? Well, the same hundred people are showing up at your show, you know. But and, that and was back when that was the only way to proliferate your right, news. Right. And now, because of the internet, and and it's easy to say, oh yeah, everybody got lazy. But the truth is, is your reach with a click right. is exponentially greater than driving all over the city to every concert in town right. and flyering every. Car. But I think now I think scene... it was very effective for its time. But the inter- and and I started on the internet back in the very beginning. And I started with, I think it was mp3.com. And GarageBand. And, and, and we went through, <laughs> we we've been through right every major, and we've watched the entire advance and, and the ability to, uh, YouTube was an enormous boost because it allowed you to take yourself on tour virtually. All of a sudden, people in Bulgaria have seen you. Right. Even if it's only on their screen, nonetheless, they, they actually want to go out and buy that record because, hey, man, I saw that fucking band, and, and right. I love it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it changed everything. And it took away the, the power of the label because back in the day, only the labels had access to the, other, to the magazine writers and, and all the media all over the world that could, that could well, proliferate your right. name. Right. And, and once the Internet came along, anybody in the world could send an email to some writer in Bulgaria. Or, or Italy or whatever, and you you suddenly took all that power away from the label. In the so 80s. how do they justify that massive percentage expenditure when you have that ability with a little hard work to do it yourself? Yeah, I mean, you're still seeing the labels um, in the overall end product of the ones getting your music played on commercials. Or right, on, they still have on, their powers. On right. late-night television shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, or morning But the shows. Internet diluted right. it hugely. Yeah, absolutely, in, in, in a good way, I think, because, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think the control on the line of music Should be was so that. linear at one point. You know, you had to go, because your source of music was very small. You only went to a few places to get your music. That's right. And that was it. You either saw it live or you, you had, a, had a radio or, or you owned it. Well, and if <laughs> you wanted it. to send a, your album to, say, England or something, you had to find, you know, smaller stores or whatever, or the stores that happen, like Tower Records. They might carry some English metal magazines. 
and then you'd have to write them and send them out, whatever. Now you just go online, you right. email them in a second. You know, yeah, and, so it's and ch- you know, you can touch the world at your fingertips, and that's why right. nowadays I kind of think, in some ways, it's better because if a band wants to become famous, you can make yourself famous. You, you just got to be willing to bust your ass, work. but you can do it yourself. And I also believe that if I were to compare today's metal scene in Arizona compared to the '80s, um, I think in some ways it's better now because I see a lot of bands actually helping each other and working together. And there's more of a camaraderie, whereas in the 80s, everybody was so focused on trying to get signed that there was so much was uh, so competitiveness. Cutthroat. You know what I mean? Sure. And now it's more like, look, we're, we're all doing this together. And, and I think it's important to take a lot of pride in your scene. Quit putting it down, right. you know? This is your home. This is where you're from. You know, Build it up. I, you know, and I, I see some of that, and I'm thinking like, you know, look, it's, it's there's no need for attitudes. There's no need for anything. And if you want to be the big fish in this in this small pond that we have here at Phoenix, you can call it a big pond. You can call it whatever pond. Um, you know, stepping in people to get to be that person isn't going to work for you. You know well, what I found out with working with musicians and you know a lot of characters and stuff like that is when I have to load in equipment. It doesn't matter if the band was a friend of ours or if there's somebody, you know, we don't give a fuck about or if they're really good, you know. I always try to help them with their equipment. You know, I that's always true. ask them, do you guys want help? You know, I got a couple yeah, guys cool, here. Yeah, cool, man. You, you know. should. We I treat mean, everybody it's... with respect because we're all out there working our asses off right. and nobody's making a ton of money. No. And, and honestly, who wants to be a big fish in a small pond? What I want is I want the Arizona metal scene to be a big pond like it is now because there are so many talented metal bands here now. Yeah. If you can become an A-list band in Phoenix now, you're doing something. Phoenix yeah. is a, the There's fifth a largest city in the United States. Good bands. I mean, think about it. Compared to some countries in Europe, like Arizona is as big as some countries right. over there. So I think it, it, it's important to help bring younger bands up, to help other bands. And be a source of tomorrow's metal. Yeah. The only reason to be an asshole to, to other bands is because you're afraid they're better than you. Right. If you know your band kicks ass and you're good at what you do, there's no reason to try to hold anybody else back or sure. down. Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of egos that go into you know, putting on a show, so you got to just take that into accountability. Kind of watch yourself. <laughs> well, let's jam a tune. St. Madness is chilling with us. Prophet, happy evil. Marge Johnson. Marge Johnson is with boss us. Boss lady. She's yeah, boss, boss lady. lady. And uh, Big Brother Matt is on the, uh, the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're going with now, Big Brother Matt. Now, Matt, you were you introduced me, actually, because you, you work with St. Madness. You're roadie for them. Yeah. And, which is very cool. And I didn't know that because when I knew you, well, when I met you, you, I only knew you as reggae music. Yeah, I'll see. So, a lot. He's got a dark it's, side. It surprised me to have right, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny. I Matt's to, part of the family. Well, yeah. I talk to a lot of uh, uh, metalheads, and you know, they there's not really one that I don't doesn't like reggae. It's really weird. You know, a reggae is such a crossover. It's art. Everything it, it is, is man. It's its own art. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of mind. I have a couple um, hidden and, and a lot of reggae reggaes. is more upbeat and stuff. And I like I like okay. mariachi music. I don't yeah. even understand the words. But I like it when I'm eating Mexican food. The vibe is <laughs> up. You know, the Taco vibe is Tuesday. a positive yeah. vibe. Yeah. All right, so I got the best of St. Madness in my hand. This yeah. Is, this is part two, by the way. Yes, we, we had a best of part one that came out in 2003 called We Make Evil Fun. Nice, and this is 20 years of blood, guts, and glory. Correct. So I got the first CD in my ready to roll. Which, which track should I play? Um, metal to the Death and Beyond. MDB. Yes. <laughs> Matt, you're excited. MDB. All right, let's MDB. jam this, and uh, we will 
do our thing when we come back. Because we're going to play Drug Code with Say Madness. Nice. We are going to uh, play Porno Music or Not nice. as well. You ready? Yeah. All right. Shut totally. up. Totally. <laughs> Is it 70s porno music?
seems pretty pervy.
Likey, man. <laughs> Drowning on air from uh, St. Madness, and that is uh, from their best of part two, 20 Years of Blood, Guts, and Glory, which uh, I understand this. It's called Carnimetal. Carnimetal, yes. That's the name of the album. Yes. Yeah. Hey, so Kevin. I, yes. You're holding a piece of art there. You know that? I, you know, I love the cover. You know man. why? Why? Because it just it won an award. Yeah, tell me about that. I actually, why don't we let Marge tell us about it? Marge, tell us about this. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Prophet should because he's the guy that actually worked with our artist. Oh, and and uh, he always does. We've we've used the same artist for for many projects now, and and it's really cool because he gives them ideas and and he really realizes his vision. So I'll let you. The artist Prophet, is you take named Eric McFarland, and and what I'll do is I'll just I'll give him an idea. Like I said, can you give me a carnival that's abandoned in the middle of the desert? And so he came up with that and. I think the award that Matt's talking about is the Los Angeles Music Award. Um, last November 14th, Carnimetal uh, won the Producer's Choice Award for Metal Album of the Year from the Los Angeles Music Awards. That's and great, man. We went to the uh, Avalon Theater in Hollywood, California, and uh, accept, accepted the award. Oh, that's very cool. Face painted? red carpet. Uh, no, we, we didn't paint our face. <laughs> no. No. And that's where I was smoking the joint on the red carpet. <laughs> that was it was that great. That is awesome, man. This uh, it's the art, the, the whole book artwork. Open or just... the book backwards, flip it over. No. And while he's doing that, where Look can the, they get yeah, this there, album? Now open it and, go, and turn it around. <laughs> Look at the cover in the back. That's oh, good. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Now you get the whole scene. Put the front and the back together. Yeah. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> I you love gotta, this, man. You this gotta thing is, open it, man. And then kind of look at it. Just do that, man. I think uh, I'm parked, bro. Yeah, no, this is really. I think I'll, I'll look at this on my own time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's got it's got a representation sure. of every era of the band. That's really cool, and that's man. what's really cool too. I love it. That album won the award, which is what's so cool about that is if it would have been any other album. The only people that would have been involved are the four people who made that particular album. But this was all the members from the beginning of the band till now won it together. Nice. And many of them have gotten awards. Yeah. You know, they, they picked up the actual physical awards because... Because, you know, it's, it's really neat that, every, it's an honor. that everybody got to participate in this one. Yeah, you even got some of the Crown of Thorns live stuff back then. Oh, yeah. So we're Nobody's the electric left ballroom. Electric ballroom. Yeah. All right. See, that's right when, I, right when I got here, that was kind of phasing out. Yeah. Um, St. Madness is with us uh, from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where we're broadcasting from here on uh, Going Global with Gas. Man, 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 man. And uh, that's Matt the Intern. Uh, that's Big Brother woo, woo. Big brother Matt the Intern. <laughs> should, should I wait till that happens, by the way? I mean, you're, you're going for it. What is it, the 19th? That's right. I'm trying out the 19th. The 19th, he's trying out for Big Brother. And have you done a closet session yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Okay. Uh, I will say, though, yeah. when I get on, you know, you'll just have to plug me every Saturday. Be like, you got to watch Big Brother. Yeah, that sounds kind of gay, too. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I don't know if there's any plugging let's, you want to be doing. Let's keep this show PG, Matt, all right? Okay. Um, let's play PG some... as we drop an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Let's play some uh, drug code. Can I play, play with, this, with this, uh, this game with you guys? 
What? what? Not all at once, please. Uh, are you asking us? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. We're, we'll do well, whatever you, know you want, what? man. This I is know. your show. And I just regret even asking you the fact that <laughs> you guys want to know. We are going to play Drug Let's Code. Let's do it. You like it or not. Let's do it. All right. Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to, um, to smoke, uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. All right, it's our game show. We play Drug Code. I'm going to play some, I guess, uh, what do they call the uh, side effects of prescription drugs from television. And uh, then you have to decide which drug they are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm assuming you are pro-legalizing uh, cannabis? Yes. All right. Absolutely. And, and are, are, you, uh, are you in, what, what do you think of uh, the DEA? The DEA of uh, the government saying that it's bad for dogs now. Dicks. <laughs> I don't give it to my dogs, so right. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Ready to play? Let's play this game here. All right. What are we do? You know this? You know the theme song, right? I got it in the back. Yeah, Matt got this one. Is that Charlie's Angels? Nope. I'd like to buy a vowel. It's not Love Boat. Nope. Think about it. It's drug code. Oh. Chips? Chips. There it is. <laughs> Give it up to profits. Here comes the end. <laughs> and I thought I was old. You know, they just don't make television theme songs like they do. You know, they yeah, just yeah. don't. Um, I, I'd love to do a show where bands performed a, a theme song from the 70s or 80s. What would you What would you do? Probably the Munsters. <laughs> nice. Which is really the, what, 60s? The, yeah, yeah, the 60s. Hawaii yeah. 5 yeah. There's a... That might yeah. Be, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I, I like to see like maybe like different strokes. Yeah. <laughs> good times, maybe. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Be oh, good. Man. Yeah. Metal that up. All right. So I'm gonna put the uh, side effects of drugs that are on uh, that are available for you if you ask your doctor if they are right for you. And uh, other than that, I will give you choices of what this is. All right. Here are your three choices to choose from. Is it going to be Zoloft, Viagra? Or Veramist. Oh, man, you gave him an easy one. I've been getting really hard ones the whole time. What the fuck is Veramist? You're getting one. I know, but like those are like Zoloft and Viagra. He's, this is easy. Go ahead. You're, you're, hey, but you, hey. Get, you choose one, though. I know. What I'm saying is... Stop the, rigging the game. <laughs> Matt doesn't know. I have no idea. What I, what I was complaining about is in the previous weeks when we have played this game, you gave me drugs. I had no idea what they were and crazy names. Then you give them like the easiest one in the book. Come on. What did we give you? I gave you did a, a Billify, I think. I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> I gave you. I gave you a Billify. How's that doing for you, Matt? Okay, let's play the game. <laughs> How's your menstrual cycle? <sighs> I'm going to turn your mic off. All right, so uh, Zo- Zoloft, Viagra. Well, I don't let him get away with stuff like that. And, right, well, you know, he can, it's, it's his own perception. Uh, Zoloft, Viagra, or Veramist. Here we go. What is this one? Side effects may include dry mouth, insomnia, sexual side effects, diarrhea, nausea, and sleepiness. Zoloft? Zoloft. Yeah. You guys are going Zoloft. Matt? Sure, Zoloft. Sure? You don't even think about it? Oh, You're just going to guess? I'm going fine. with them. I almost they... saw Viagra at, at the very first minute. That's Zoloft. Go. <laughs> That's Zoloft? Um, or, yes, it is Zoloft. You guys suck, man. Yeah. <laughs> really? That was like so obvious yeah. for you? Come Hooray! On. Well, it wasn't a menstrual cycle <laughs> side effect, exactly. and it wasn't about your dick getting hard, so <laughs> obviously it had to be the third choice. Okay, what's this one? 
or if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Side effects may include headache, flushing, upset stomach, and abnormal vision. Stop taking Gruff and call your doctor right away if you experience a sudden decrease in vision or hearing. I was going to give you choices. Oh, but yeah. Right. Every, <laughs> no, that's all everything. Right. Well, that was good because I said those choices. I'll go to Viagra. <laughs> or Cialis. Veramist. That's what we were going on. So. Or Flomax. See, I know what Flomax Viagra is. Oh, my. That's so my could choice. Be Flomax. <laughs> You're going Viagra? Yep. Um, Veramist or Flomax? If you take nitrates for chest pain, as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Side effects may include headache, flushing, upset stomach, and abnormal vision. Stop taking Gruff and call your doctor right away if you experience a sudden decrease in vision or hearing. You know, it just said Viagra. stop taking Gruff. Mac, can I blame you on that one? <laughs> That's my bad edit. Damn it. Boy, those punches are so important. I'll tell you what. We're going to have more fun playing porno music or not. <laughs> no, go. you know, we talk about drugs, though. You know, we talk about this, uh, you know, the, this, this, the shit that's available for you on, on TV compared to what is grown naturally, mm-hmm. you know, that we have. And, you know, you see the tie and the turn coming over more of the legalization of uh, marijuana as a whole in a lot of places. Um, you know, but some places are going for medical first, I guess, to, to prove something. I don't know why. They might, they might want to make the whole full jump or something like that. Um, but there's still people out there that are so against it, this whole mind frame they have, this antiquated thinking of this is so bad for you, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's usually and, people that don't smoke it, and they right. don't realize, you know, you, you fear what you don't understand. Um, now, something really important since you brought up this subject, Marge and I had this discussion a number of times, and then she actually went online and looked all this stuff up. Every major shooter... That's massacred Peter, uh, people were all on pharmaceutical meds. All of them. Right. All of them. Antidepressants. The pharmaceutical companies and a lot of doctors are killing our people because, number one, there's so many new drugs that come on the market all the time. No way can any doctor fully, thoroughly read up on all of them to make sure the, you know, the side effects. Now, here's, here's a good one, right? When's the last time you went to a doctor and he wanted to script you something and he said, by the way, here's the side effects? Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. Right. So you take this stuff home, your Prozac or whatever, and and people end up acting crazy. Well, like like if someone's in, I, I just believe that if someone's on trial for murder, and they know that they were on script meds, the pharmaceutical companies play a part in that. Well, they have to mitigate in some way because of that. Because some, how 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 full of our prisons are our prisons with guys that have 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 some kind of violent assaults or, or murder or whatever that were all taking an anti-anxiety drug. Or, or the guy who killed his wife, drowned his wife in the pool because he was on Ambien. Right, but it's so funny is even though that's known, I think there's a lot of people that just don't want to accept it or do anything about it. Well, it's denial. not going to happen to me. They won't ever it's do it. It's total denial is what well, it is. Well, they won't do anything about it because and the pharmaceutical not, companies right, money. have huge power because they make but here's so the much money. Right. When you have all these commercials about what to take, you know, Prilosec from Viagra and all that. You can put that in these, you know, pissed off people that don't want marijuana to be legalized. Well, all these prescriptions are totally over the counter. And, all, right. and they give you and every reason not crap. to take it. They give you every reason in the commercial and not to take the fucking pill. And people rush to take it. They get that list of things that'll kill you if you take this This Watch mad. the commercials. They it just takes, takes half the commercial. And you think about all the pharmaceutical companies and the money they have pumping into our government. And, you right. know, especially with this, past, now government this law that just passed 
well, allowing corporations to pay as much as they want to, right. you know, to, to, to Congress, to congressmen. And keep in mind, senators. when your government takes over your health care the way they're doing, all the doctors and hospitals suddenly become government workers. There is no more confidentiality with your doctor because he's a government worker working for government health care. Right. So if they want to know something about you, he's just going to give it up. Unless you stay private, right? Or I think eventually, you know I really believe eventually the government's going to own all the health care, all of it. Just like they are with the car companies? Right. Well, it's creepy. I, I went <laughs> so, to a, I mean, it's gonna be a... I had to go in the hospital last year, just overnight. And, and, then the mic, I, and then I had to do a follow-up with a doctor, and I walk into this doctor's office for the follow-up, and, and it was a new doctor I hadn't seen before, and I'm like, well, you know... Do you, I have to, because usually you have to sign an authorization for medical records, and she has me sign it, and then she punches a button on her computer, and she's got all my hospital records. Yeah, right. And and this, I mean, I was just shocked. Yeah, it's scary. Like, they know it. It is. Why scary. even pa- they why pass HIPAA if it's just a joke? Right. They're, well, I I go for, to just the, for uh, for the 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 show the show the dog and pony show. Yeah, exactly. When I go to the doctor, exactly. I ask him, "Why are you even having me sign this privacy paper? It doesn't it's mean anything." It's just ludicrous. Um, Michelle Lionheart, that's the uh, chief DEA. Yeah, she said basically that if you legalize marijuana overall, it's going to do damage to the dogs. She did. Yeah. Well, I, I, I that's because she she's this. brilliant, right? Like they, and like they aren't already living in that. Is she feeding her her stash and, to her and, dog? And how much right, money right. is this lady making in her job? One hundred seventy-five thousand, right? Something right. Like that. Well, gosh, that's not enough. Well, I've heard about. Let's you know, invite like, her over to the St. Madness house and hang out with your dogs. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, you, well, you wouldn't know, make it to the front door. I'm you know the whole phrase of uh, "What about the children?" I never heard about "What about the dogs." I'm an animal lover, yeah, and I know too. a lot of people too. blow smoke from pot in their dog's ears. Yeah. I don't do that because, you know what, the dog can't make the choice whether he wants to be high. If right. I'm sitting with a friend, they can say, yes, I want some. No, I don't. Right. Some but, dogs chill in, in smoky rooms, yeah, and some I dogs just, don't. Same with well, cats. we smoke in the same room, but I don't blow it in their face right. or so, in their... From what I understand, it doesn't kill dogs, um, but the chocolate and the brownies will. <laughs> you know, So if you're going to be feeding them that, so why not just ban chocolate? Yeah. Well, yep. guess yeah. what? If if you let them start with one thing, right. eventually they're going to take everything. Well, like ban soda again. Right. If the government Every runs your health care and you're a smoker, they can start telling you, "Well, you cost a lot of money, and we're going to fine you. Right. Oh, you're overweight. You eat a lot of crap food, so right. we're going to fine you because you're costing a lot of medical bills." Yeah, it's becoming a weird. C- it's government. total control. Yeah, eventually. Total control. I thought we were America, not Europe. It's uh, well, it doesn't matter. I don't think there. It's, it's probably more control than it is here. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we're inching our way there. Right. I mean, there's really nowhere as free as I think us, and compared to how controlled we are, think about. Well, is there really another country out there that's less controlled than well, us? Well, what scares me is each generation that comes up. They they never experienced the freedom. So they don't know what they've lost, so right. they accept what they have. And then right. with each passing one, as you continue to allow this, you don't get people to rally against an oppression unless they actually had experienced the difference. Because oppressed people don't, I mean, they know they are, but, but it's, it's, as we all are, you're a product of what you've lived. Right. So if that's all you've lived all your life, it doesn't have the same striking uh, differences that it does to us, right? You know, and, well, and so at, it just—I'm afraid for the future. Gen- um, generation. Look at how our nations know. changed just since nine one one. Yeah, and there's no reason for that. Why did they? What? Why would they? 
we didn't have to change our way of life because some buildings went down and 3,500 people were killed and everything. We didn't have to change everything for that because when you do that, it's like the terrorists win. We took That's away our wanted. people's That's freedom over that. <laughs> yeah, The terrorists win then. That's what they want. They right. want us to not have our freedom. They want us to not have our way and of life. And that's exactly what they're doing to us. They want us to fail economically. It's, well, you know, everything. This, this is interesting. And, and my political views are common sense, and uh, according to me. <laughs> but, here, <laughs> but, but listen, this is kind of weird, and, you know, I, I, I'm all about – you know, supporting the movement of legalizing marijuana and cannabis and the cannabinoids and everything that's available for health reasons and for uh, just for chilling out, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's pretty Everybody much all it is. Everybody needs a little something to take the edge off. And it's a well, lot better than alcohol. Michelle Leinhart uh, became chief DEA uh, because she was appointed by Obama. Woohoo! And that was in 2010. And Obama is talking about rescheduling marijuana from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 2, most likely, as having some medicinal value. So how is that going to happen when you have these two things going at each other? And I'm it's, showing you my notes. It's a lot of bullshit talk back and forth it is like, to right. not really do anything. Besides, right. he'll just you know? write an executive action, and that'll shut her down. Well, the biggest thing, I think, in, in, the, in the war on drugs is to remove it from Schedule 1. Obviously, you've got to move that baby down off that. Now you've acquired this. Now you can start doing studies on it, and people can start saying, oh. So, I mean, like, it's, it's almost like this Michelle Yee. You've been watching this story right. here, and, or the congresswoman. Yeah. Uh, who's got shit for brains. Yeah. <laughs> to stop a PTSD uh, um, study of cannabis and how it helps soldiers coming back from war, and she's stopping the study, and she wants to use the money for medical marijuana cards to use as uh, messages to our students and young children not to do drugs. Don't you think that they've already been studying marijuana since they've been able to study yeah, it? Absolutely. Don't you think they already know what it does and doesn't do? Isn't it it's weird? It's real simple. They can't come out and say it. They can't come out, well... We've been known this has been long, all along. It's good for you. They have to say, "Oh, now a new study, which is a study that right. came out in 1945." Right. Already, it's all PC said because they can't yeah. acknowledge that they're wrong. They can't admit that they're well, wrong. Well, I think it's deeper than that. I think it goes back to money. Okay. Well, yeah. If cannabis is legal, maybe it'll make a lot of money, but maybe it'll put other businesses out of business that don't want to be well, put like out of business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And pharmaceutical companies and stuff. I think that's who's really ultimately holding it back because there's no reason to hold it back. Tell me, one time you turned on the news and it said guy smoked a joint, went home, murdered his wife, drove yeah, down the freeway, happen. killed four people. Right. You might hear one a year that you've heard of right? and we don't even hear that. So what excuse do they have yeah, you, to tell adults right. that you can't put something in your body? On one hand, they tell the ladies, it's your body. Right? It's your body, right, ladies? But. But it's only your body when we say it's your body. So, yes, you can abort your child, but you better not smoke if a we joint. Say so. Right. Well, think everything, of the logic everything there. Everything has become if we say so, which means that we have a broken federal government. Right. It's exactly if we say so. I mean, if the thing is, is so. you know, in the marijuana movement. I don't need a new daddy. Give us our ball back. Yeah. You know, the ball was the ours. You took it away. And it was only Absolutely. less than 100 years ago. It was 70 years ago, right? 70, it was 37. That it became, became, that it became illegal. illegal. That's right. And then 72 was the war and on drugs. And that was over hemp. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it goes back to dollars. And, but the thing is, is <laughs> you don't understand. I, I, I can't understand why these corporations like DuPont 
who basically made marijuana illegal in 37 so they can continue their their products and stuff like that, their chemicals. Right. Um, why didn't they just look at the value in, in marijuana and decide, all and, right, well, let's just dump this and we'll just the do economy. it this. Because they Instead. already had something rolling and why, why mess that up? Right. Just make everybody believe this is dangerous. Right. You don't want to do that. Right. Do this over here where we make the money. Right. Culminating. Right. And that's what it... You know, it isn't about our government caring about you. It's about because a, yeah, no. everybody in America, everybody in the world, the UN should sit down and smoke some bong hits before they <laughs> before down. they sit down well, and talk their business. You know what I think is what they do is uh, let's just put the world down and let's take a step back and take a look at it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's getting out of control. It's getting way it's, out of control. It's getting Everywhere. pretty crazy. Everywhere. And you, know, you try to figure out what's what's going on and everything like that. Well, and, and people you know. people have no, like, uh, it's funny when people say chivalry's dead. Because I don't think it's dead, but it's definitely fading away. You know, I mean, especially, like, me being, you know, 25, I've watched uh, people that I grew up with just didn't care about, you know, yeah, anything that mattered. You know, yeah, yeah I mean, well, the your they're trying to kill the man's man. Yeah. They don't want you to be a man's man anymore. It's, it's kind of, they're just like, yeah, They want you to be you, a metrosexual, you know, and that's great that there's people like that, but you know what? Every hair on my chest I earned, and ain't nobody <laughs> going to tell me to shave it. <laughs> exactly. That's nice. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's profit. Same when madness. we grew up, uh, women thought it was sexy for men to have uh, hairy chests, and I'm glad I grew up See, then. you guys are just <laughs> all shocked because women have to go through these metamorphoses like every two years. Some new designer comes out and says, oh, no, everybody looks stupid look like now. This, you got to uh, look like this. You know? and, and all of a sudden now guys are facing this, oh, chicks like bare chests and this, oh, my God, change you know myself. You Honestly, know? It's fuck so... all that, right? <laughs> Just Welcome do what to makes our you world. happy, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. Be proud of yourself. Be, about image do what makes like you that. happy. Yeah. This is your one time on this ball. Yeah, don't get sucked Why into Why follow this? a bunch of sheep that are all going a, you know, a certain way or whatever? And, and on the government thing, right? Look, we elected a guy who was senator two years or less who decided he wanted to be president, okay? Don't forget community he organizers. Had, he had, but, but, but honestly, okay, <laughs> I, and I tell people this, when your car breaks down, you know enough to go find a mechanic that has years' worth of experience right. because you don't want your car messed up. But we hand the presidency to a person who didn't have enough experience to be qualified to be the president of the United States. States. Yeah, but you can't blame him. You have to blame yeah. America. The voters, yeah. right? <laughs> but right. but here's right. the deal. Do and you totally believe that this. everybody's vote's totally counting well, and it's really our fault? Right. So the, the votes and the candidates are chosen for us. You know, the elections are already decided for us. It's all an it illusion sure for us. Exactly. I mean, it's, if you watch, you know, even George Carlin's got a great bit about this, about the illusion of voting. And it's, it's all predecided. You know, and the thing is, is you're only going to vote for what we have to choose from. Right. And if you're only given two options, right. what's the, the lesser of the two evils is going to win. Okay, and let's you say know, it, it was... doesn't matter who's in there. The thing is, propag- uh, people's agendas are going to get done. Regard- You've seen Obama and every president pretty much come yeah. up to with this pledge of doing this and then it ends up doing the opposite. <laughs> right. It happens every Because I think when they get in they're told here's how here's it's how really going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay, exactly. so so taking it a little further, what kind of people put that guy in office? A guy who it's is bringing our country down. He's it's a puppet. the same people. It's, you know? I, I, I think if you know if you follow like uh, 
you know, there's, if, I don't know if it's a conspiracy or not, but people think there's only a few people in charge of everything. Really making all the decisions. You're making the big, making big money. The, big, Whether it's the, the banks. Yeah, monetary. Um, or, if you ever yeah. watch a movie called Zeitgeist, that's a really good movie right. to watch. Yeah. Follow the addendums, uh, watch those. It uh, seems like we're being brought down, like they no longer want us to be a superpower, so every little thing they're doing is to kind of weaken us. Right. To, you know, make everybody hate the rich. Yeah, hate the rich, unless you're rich, right? Right. Hate the rich, bring all the poor up, bring everybody down to the same level, and that's what socialism is. We don't want America to be a major power anymore. So we're going to put in, in people in office that are going to do all these horrible projects it's that just, are going to ruin everything. It's the thing is, is when you have eight years of printing uh, money, and then you follow it up with this, people want that illusion of at least it's not that guy. Give us something. Right. Give it, throw us a bone, because you've got to throw... What is the majority, obviously, through a democratic system, um, what they want? Because it's the majority. We right, voted it for it. Be. We chose it. But now it. in this America, the minority want. decides everything, it, not the yeah. majority. The minority is definitely deciding everything. Um, you it know, has it's, been it's just, for the last couple of years. It has been, yeah. right. So, And the majority is, is, what are we doing? Shocking. What are the options? Who are these people that are running for office that are going to be changing our lives down the road? All I see are, are idiots. This guy, Jim Moran, I don't know if you heard about this. I wrote here. Uh, Congressman Jim Moran from Virginia said that he doesn't think they get paid enough. <laughs> you betcha. Oh, I'm not lying. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone needs to take Close him to, a, a tour to the inner cities and see how real people It live. doesn't penetrate yeah. them, though. They're no, still, I, they I, still have this cloud of remove that just doesn't get through. Right. Yeah, this Give is, me more money because I don't do anything. And I need more money yeah, for that. This is, yeah, I've done nothing now for X amount of years. I wrote. I wrote him a message on Facebook. <laughs> good. I, 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 I copied the link to Get the to story. Show the outrage. I, yeah, I copied the link to the story and I said, please tell me this is a joke because he's a Democrat. I want right. to see what, I, you know, I don't want to be like, I'm not mean. Yeah, you know what, by the way, I'm okay. benefit of the doubt, you know? You, don't, you can't have a conversation any other way. <laughs> right. I'm just like, look, please tell me this is a joke. And then I says, um, how out of touch do you have to be to pull this? How many, uh, how about dormitories? For the Congress and, and Senate, because he was saying, basically, I can't afford to live my in my two homes. Yeah, my two homes. You read the right. story. Yeah, my, yeah, my two homes. And they all complain of that. You yeah, know? Well, all right. Yeah, they, get, they get all these per diems and <laughs> yeah, all these breaks. Exactly. And, oh, it doesn't cover it's every penny. Like a professional athlete. But I wanted but this. Yeah. Shouldn't they then? Shouldn't he then have to show you his resume? I need to make more money. Here's why. I've done all this for you. It's all good. Right. I deserve the money. Right. That's what you have to do in every other job. Sure. You don't right. just you say, I'm not going to do anything, and I need more money. But they do it all the time. Here's a good one. Okay. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> when she was senator of New York, you know that that was only a stepping stone to try to be president. Right. Because if you look up all her amazing achievements She's a community right. organizer. Organizer. as a senator, there she, are none. None. And if you look up her amazing achievements as Secretary of State, there are none. Now, keep in mind, this lady's looking at wanting to be president. You have another person here that did really nothing for you, nothing for your country, saying, please elect me. And there's a lot of people that are going to go, oh, we got to elect Hillary. You know what, though? I mean, it, it shows, like, when, when Obama got picked in, going up against McCain, you know, I, you, you got to think, there's no experience, and here's all too. the experience. Right. right. But, yeah, all this experience picks becomes... someone who has no experience as right. well. It was the cult of personality. It, it well, was and weirdest... McCain shot himself but in the foot, too, a number of times. He sure did. 
He got angry. Listen, if you let the other guy make you angry, right. you look weak in you front lost. of the people that are watching. Of and he got angry. He got easy. angry. <laughs> Loss is cool. And, you know, and yeah, it is what it is and everything like that. But it also shows you the, the mindset that both parties have that try to manipulate us for our vote, which in turn is just an illusion as it is. Because if it's already set in stone, then we're just – Kind of actors in a play. I mean, it's Shakespeare, man. I it's, mean, it's kind of like when you get a job where they give you a title, but they don't give you the money. We're just, when a politician says, what do you want, American people? What he are doesn't doing, really care right? what you want. It's, it's so weird. What are they grooming? Like, if you think about like, if these small number of people control us you know, through the, the national banks, um, you know, the Federal Reserve and, and the Bank of England and all those banks that are really, you know, basically funneling everything. That's where it comes from or it goes to, I should say. Or it's right. Everything goes. Yeah. I mean, that's the mecca. That's the source. Uh, the runners of those, you know, I've watched, uh, you know, these, you know, the, some of these documentaries explain it. You know, I believe it. I, I, they're the trying to head towards one world government. And yeah. And the, the thing is, is, you know, they're just trying to keep us doing something that is not, I, I, I guess, Hurting us in a sense, you know, where we just go to work every day, we come home and, and go to sleep, wake up, go to work, wake, you know, go home, wake up. That's life. It's it was just, our parents' life. That's how it, it is. That, that's how we've groomed life on this planet. And life on this planet doesn't have to be that way. And you know what else? And that's the sad part is that we've built it up to this and we accept well, this. Well, we've overpopulated it too, which unfortunately too. now create, makes all of us have to do all this right. in order to sustain this population we have. Right. As a know, politician, it's also very easy to manufacture scandals or crisis right. so that the American people, when they watch the news, they're so focused on, they get distracted. did he do that? Right. Why they're busy doing other things that you're never going to find out about because you're worried about did he get a blowjob or right. did, he, did this or that? You, we're all worried about that. Did she really kill her ex boyfriend? While he's yeah. selling yeah. arms, we're all worried about that. And it's a brilliant move, you know, because right. while you get everybody busy looking over here, you do stuff over here, you know. That exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a sideshow. And what's about sad? What I found is because I, I was raised a conservative. Um, the problem is, you know, I, I'm a huge Reagan guy. I love Reagan, right? But even Reagan would stand there and say, we do not deal with terrorists. We do not work with, make deals with them right. ever. Why he was turning around making deals with terrorists who were holding our people, he traded missiles. So even he, I'm, I, I've learned that both sides yeah. are full of crap. Exactly. You know, and, and if a person actually ran for president who loved this country, they'd probably be assassinated. We need a third party. We need a fourth we party. We need, we need we... discussion and dialogue to make this thing move forward. Uh, we need uh, people to be open-minded, to accept certain points of views uh, as fact, because if they're presenting them as fact and they are fact, you have to accept it. You can't, you can't right. ignore it. You have it. enough proofs out and there. If, if right, there right. is enough proof out there, and you just can't ignore it. You have to <laughs> you know, swallow the pride and own up to it, and let's you know, work together. It's the only way you really can do it, because it's not going to work your way. It's not going to work my way. It's going to work our way. And why does and, everything here have to be a scandal? Right. When Anwar Sadat was murdered, they found out right away who did it. Right. 
Our president gets assassinated. We still don't know. That was 1963. Okay. Right. We still don't know who did it. It's our president. And you we know, don't know who bombed the right? Pentagon. Right. We, don't, right. we have no right. idea. We don't even know where the planes went. Right. Right. If you believe a plane flew into the Pentagon. Well, and the one that went in, in like the ground, right? Yeah, I Shanksville. mean, there should be tons of parts of planes yeah. in museums everywhere or whatever. There should be right? something with it, right? The greatest. Or Osama gets shot, but we can't show you a picture of him. Yeah. Ever. Well, how come in our country everything's a scandal? And, and, and everything's a hidden away. Everything's a secret. Everything's right. a secret. From we the people. Right. We're who, supposed who to be a free nation. Right. right? And it's almost to the point, I mean, it's, it's, it's a beyond repair. Our people are accepting this. I believe, right. I believe we need a party, and I, I keep saying this, called We the People. And well, I believe we the people should have the right to vote as a nation if we're going to war. Right. If we're going to take some major structural change that in any way alters the, the core of, of our country, I believe the people, not the representatives, because they've taught us now they don't represent us. So I believe, and especially when you look electronically and digitally today, there's a way to guarantee those votes. There's a way to get access to every person out there. And I believe that if we're going to make a major structural change to America, we the people need to decide yeah. that. And not some lame people. Let the people vote on whether people. or not marijuana is going to be legal. Not some guy up there has got 50 it, lobbyists coming but, at him. But it also comes down to the, 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 the discourse on the TVs and the, and the radio stations and all these. That, yeah, but the you media know, did this. Huddle. The media did so we're, much of this. Yeah, but all huddle, the news channels, they feed you their spin. That. They're not, right, exactly. It's their that's spin. What, that's where you it know? happens. That, that's it's where never it, just reporting no the news. news. That's where it has to be, though, because that's where people huddle to get. Right. That's no, where people are all on the same page. Given the facts, right now, they can determine them as there's well. There's too many pages out there. And we're yeah. not all even on the same chapter. We're not even, you know, even open the right. book yet. So book. Yeah. that's the thing. So th- that's something we got to focus on. But I believe that I would vote for party of the inhaled. Yeah. If there was an inhaled party, <laughs> I, inhaled. I would be like, that is. <laughs> I inhaled. I inhaled. I inhaled. Thank you. And, um, and, and even though I was raised conservative, I'm very open-minded when it comes to politics. It, if, if I see someone of another party that yeah. I believe in, I'll vote for well, them. It's I funny don't you care. say you're conservative and not Republican. There's a difference right there. Yeah. So. And I, I'm really more independent conservative. And I see, you know? I think a lot more people are claiming that, uh, not claiming, not that you are in any way, but Well, they're sick of the like, arguing. What the right, fuck? I'm not, a, I'm not a Republican anymore. I'm not a Republican anymore. Right. I'm, yeah, I've never, I guess I was a Democrat. My mom told me I was a Democrat. And then I was like, all right, now I'm in a registered independent. And uh, I just feel like I just want to see both sides from a different perspective. I don't need to be. We don't need titles right. anymore. I believe the issues in, are out there. I believe in right wing issues. I believe in left wing issues. Right. And, uh, see, there's something good common, in both. Exactly. A common sense exactly. Party. And, well, and it gets to be where it's like mom and dad fighting all the time. You know, like the Republicans' right. dad and Nothing's the Democrats' mom and all the. Yeah. yeah, they're fucking children. It's, yeah, but our nation's they all are. at stake. Yeah. Our, yeah, nation right. Our nation is hurting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's put the world down. And, and they're taking back. no responsibility yeah. for any Nothing. of the damage they're doing. Uh, corporations spilling oil in, in lakes and everything. It's ridiculous. And Our Hillary Clinton saying, what difference does it make instead oh, of just being God. honest? Yeah, exactly. People in other countries hate us. And the truth is, when we all commingle as people, yeah. we all are like, wow, you're really nice. You know, and everybody gets along and they're all surprised. Right. Because well, our governments told them we were bad or they were bad and not us. All right, we're going to chill out a little bit. You ready to chill with some reggae? All right. All right. Take it down a notch. Um, this is uh, Synergy, S-Y-N-R-G-Y. And uh, they used to live here in Phoenix. Now they uh, set up shop in Northern California. And they travel over back here and forth, left and right. So they'll be through once again. But right now we're going to get lost and found with them. And we'll come back. We'll play some porno music or not. We'll totally flip the script. Sweet. I think we're we're good. That was a good conversation. I, I like that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do feel better about myself, too. So. 
That's what it's all about. It's therapeutic radio here. No PC bullshit with us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
What's up, everybody? You're driving here. Yo, yo, yo. Hi. I almost said my radio show. Whoop, whoop. Going global with gas, man. Man. Thanks, man. Maybe you should say, I'll say the man part. Okay. Go. <coughs> Going global with gas. Man. Um, all right, we're going to play uh, some porno music or not here very soon with uh, St. Madness. We have Prophet with us. Happy Evil. What up? And Margie. Hey. What's up? Boss Lady Johnson. We are uh, pretty much uh, we're coming up to the end of the programming here. And Aww. I know, right? We're almost done. And I, I want to talk about your music real quick again. We were talking outside, hence the reason why this got <laughs> all messed up. Um, we like to talk. I almost asked you about cover songs. Yeah. And you guys do play a couple cover songs. We do. We put one or two on almost every album. And uh, this one, um, you, you said you have uh, Comfortably Numb. And we have Sweet Leaf. And Sweet Leaf. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Is it on CD2? Uh, it's on CD one. Okay. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll Comfortably pl- numbs like track three and sweetly oh, is track yeah. something later on in the album. <laughs> what's something the, else. What's the, the middle longest song you have? I don't know. <laughs> on this, I record? don't fucking know, man. <laughs> we had one at one time that was like eleven and a half minutes. Yeah, long. one hour till death is like twelve minutes long. Perfect. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun song to sit through when you're on the side <laughs> of the stage. You know, man, I'll tell you when when I'm at concerts, I love long songs, man. And uh, when I saw the cult last night, I mean, they, there was a song. I don't know how long it really was, but man, I lost my exit, man. That's <laughs> what, you know, I, I missed my exit, I should say. And um, I, I, I love that. And I wanted to talk about concerts with you guys before we get, get going. And uh, what is your favorite part of a live concert? All of it, man. I, I love, I've been going to concerts. Like I said, uh, I hitchhiked when I was 16 to Cal Jam 2 in 1978, and there's 250,000 people there. I went by myself. How old were you? And I was 16. Wow. And How um, far did you get before you got picked up? Well, I was hit- hitchhiking. The cop pulled over and started giving me shit, asking me why I was dressed the way I was, and I, you know how it goes. And luckily, in that huge uh, sea of humanity, I found five people I knew from school. And um, they let me hang out with them, and ultimately they gave me a ride back to my house. Yeah, but but I'm more interested on the ride to there. So wait, <laughs> so you did make it there? Yeah, I hitchhiked. Right. So I yeah. mean, where how did you rides? start? And how, yeah, how many well, rides? I started in Altaloma, and the 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 concert was at Ontario Motor Speedway, which wasn't that far away. Okay, so this is in California. Um, then. Yeah, in California. Okay. You were living out there. Yeah, I, I was going to high school there. I, I was got born you. I thought there. it was from here. No, no, okay. no, it was from there. Okay, I got you. Uh, I went to the S Festival in 1983. Oh, nice. My sister went to that. I and, um, you know, that was uh, Quiet Riot, uh, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, Van Halen, all yeah. in one day. I know, right? It was awesome. That, I, I have a DVD of you it. You can't at replica home. that anymore, you man. I mean, you got all these big festivals. Uh, Coachella's coming up here soon if it's uh, not already happening. And now. that was 300,000, I think we're at that. But all these bands, you know, there's uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of bands. I look at the, the lineup, and, you know, there's great music from all of them, but how, how you know what I mean? It's, all, it's just more of a showcase then, in a sense, because right. when you're seeing a lineup like what you saw at the US Festival, you know, you see it now to a certain degree, but only on the metal side. You know, maybe the Lollapaloozas or something like that. Yeah. But you rarely see it on the other side as opposed to metal keeping those big, large-name festivals going on now. It was now, an iconic concert now. Yeah, I mean, it totally... back on it. Right. I mean, I, I can look at, you know, long festivals that I've been to, but not, none with a, with a lineup like that. Yeah. Well, That's uh, insane. It's money, it's litigation, it's bonding But back cost, then... The tickets were $25. So, yeah. Right, yeah, it's, it's become so crazy. But back then, it was it was all about more about the music. Now yeah, it's about, you know, the, the money. The money I'll tell you something else that's different, okay, from the old days. 70s and the 80s, a girl could be wasted off her butt and walk through the crowd naked, 
And yeah, you'd have people, you know, whistling and yelling, but they wouldn't be groping the shit out of her like they do now right. at shows. You know, I feel bad for a lot of the females that go to the concerts because they got a bunch of idiots grabbing at them. And what's that about anyway? You're such a piece of trash that you got to grope somebody you don't even know. That's how low you've come in your life. Right. Can people just go to a show and have a good time and not have to deal with idiots like that? You know, the thing is, is they're in every show. Every show. Every I show. see it all the yeah. time. They're just there, and it's just one of those things. Well, you got you got smashed by a, uh, what was that, that big water bottle? or the oh, yeah. yeah, I was at, at Desert Sky in the seats, yeah. 202 section, something yeah. like that. Somebody took a gallon uh, bottle of water that was, I guess, about half full, threw it from the lawn oh, yeah. into the seats, and it hit me wow. in the back of my neck. And it felt like an explosion. And I turned around. Everybody behind me was covered with water. Right. And, I mean, I, I thought someone hit me with a baseball bat. It sure. was that bad. But you sure. had neck trouble you know? for months. And, and I, I've had neck trouble for many years, and wow. that just made it worse. Wow. You know? But, I mean, come on, guys. People are just there to have a asshole. good time. You know? I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. But about concerts, I love people watching. Yeah. I love getting ready to go. <laughs> I love smoking that joint right there, you know? Yeah. I, I love the anticipation of That's your favorite, favorite bands coming on. Yeah, you know, my favorite. I just love the whole thing. And I'll tell you something yeah. else. At Desert Sky, I prefer going to the lawn because that's where the party is. Yeah, that's true. It's absolutely true. I, I love the, my, my favorite part is... Indoor arenas where you have that haze above the crowd, the, yeah. the, that kind of faded lights on everybody. Yeah. It's a big murmur going across. You know, you, this, some song is playing, and then all of a sudden the lights go off. Everybody stops what they're doing, and a large roar just begins to fill the air. Yeah. Yeah. That gives me chills every single time. Yeah. And then I, just, you know, what also I like is to figure out what the last song they play before the lights go out. You know, you got to pre-guess that. Yeah, yeah, the final song. Sometimes yeah. it's a little funky and weird. Some bands play something weird like that. Um, and then when the lights go out, how do you present yourself on stage? What do you do? Do you drop from the ceiling? Do you pop up from the floor? <laughs> you how, know? Yeah, how did what, you entertain me? How, how do you, right, what's your entrance, you know? What's what's your... Uh... I watch the technical aspects. I get all into the lighting and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we do I'm know. Always it, trying to, being in a yeah. band ruins you to an extent. I can't, I, yeah, <laughs> I can't just go enjoy a concert. I have to analyze the concert. I'm looking <laughs> at what know? equipment they're playing on. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. nice. How smooth their road crew works. <laughs> and, you know. Well, let's, uh, let's entertain some uh, porn and music or not. How about that? Okay. This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Oh yeah, baby. It's time now for porno music or not. Let yourself go and feel the rhythms of the sounds of sweet, sweet love. And it's doggy style. Test your skills. Is it the beats of passion or is it some lame jingle you saw on TV or something else? I don't really know, man. Don't even ask me, man. I'm just the voice of this thing. Porno music or not, so hot, it's on fire. On our hot stuff, Hibachi of Love rates four for kids. Glad you're sitting down, guys. <laughs> all right, that was kind of gross. <laughs> all right, we're going to play some music here. You heard it. It's all about the sounds you get from TV, whether it's from uh, Skinamax kind of porn or if it's something else like maybe commercial music or television show music or something like that. So I'll give you a sample here. You tell me, is this porno music or is it not? Oh, 
It all depends. Does right. she does she sing through the thing? Or is it just, <laughs> if it's just that, I'd say it's porno. But if she actually starts singing, then it's not. Um, so you're saying it's porn? Uh, no, I'm saying it's not. It's not porn. What no, else? I think it's I think it's uh, a regular. I song. think it's way too well recorded. Regular TV show. Or she said baby, well, so I don't know if that's some type of product she's trying to sell. <laughs> or... <laughs> what do you think, Marjorie? Again, I think it's too well produced to be porn, so I'm going to go with it's some mainstream commercial. Thing. Okay, it's got to be TV. Something else from TV. Oh, oh, oh right. Okay. So it's like that. TV. Okay, <laughs> um, is it porn or is it not? Um, it is porno. Oh, it is. <laughs> See, <laughs> then it must be more recent porn. Newer porn. <laughs> yeah, it's newer porn. Oh, their budget really went up. All I have <laughs> yeah. for it. I'm a Swedish erotica kind of guy, so that's way yeah. back. All right, here we go. Is this porn or is it not? I say no. I say no. Uh, you guys are going no? What about you, Happy Evil? Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of porn, so i got to kind of wrap my brain around it. <laughs> I'd have to say no. You're going no? No. Everyone's going across the table no? Uh, is it porn or is it not? It is not porno. Oh. Yay. Oh, man, sweep the house. What do you uh, guys think it is? Well, we were wrong on the first one, it right? Sounds, yeah. yeah, it's sounds obviously like scoring, to scoring, background scoring behind something, and, and that's as far as I got. Um... So we're one now, I guess. So you're, well, you're one to one now. Uh, by the way, that's from Calvin Klein commercial. The Cal- okay. well, Calvin Klein collection. All right, here's your last one. Is this porn or is it not? This sounds like something me and Josh play on, like video games or Dude, something. Yeah, I was going to say, if that's porn, that's got to be really depressing. Matt, I'm sorry we didn't involve you the other ones. But yeah, you're, whatever. You're involved in this one. <laughs> I totally forgot about Matt. I'd say yes. You're going yes? Yes. i got to go no. You're going no, Happy Evil? You're going yeah, yes, Marge? Yeah, I'm going yeah. Matt? No. You're going no. So two no's and two yeses? Two gamers and two old right. schools. We're going out with this one. Is it porn or is it not? It is not porno music. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know why I'm so confused on this subject? What? Porno music for me is like Slayer, <laughs> Pantera, nice. right? That one's Ozzy. From, are you ready Breaking for this? This that was from uh, HBO's Addiction Show. All right. Um, St. Mandis, thank you so much, man. Profit. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Gas man, it's been o- a gas. Online, how where can people find you again? Uh, just on www.stmadness.com. Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, yada yada. All right, we're out of here. MDB, long live metal. Google St. Madness. Podcast us every day of the week at voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas. Man. Has been brought to you by uh, no one. IS. Voice Ooh. America, Variety Channel. Long live Arizona Thanks, Metal, man. if I'm still here. The intern.